Today on the show, I'm happy to have Laura Villou. She's the founder and CEO of Snacks.ai. They offer personalized book summaries on demand. Before this, you were running a B2B startup that you co-founded. You had built up 30 people, and then you had to downsize to 12 people. So what was that process like? The process was definitely not e easy. I guess it was one of the only times in business where I really couldn't sleep because I thought about the conversations I had to go through the next day. And yeah, but actually in the end, I was very happy how we managed to go through this whole process. I think with a lot of empathy and keeping it in a very yeah, human eye level, it was okay. But still, of course, nobody wants to do that. It was all people I hired before. And then I also had to fire them again. So it was just a shift in industry and you saw that you needed to pivot? No, not really. I think the mistake was we had no product market fit. And we started growing and scaling before we had that point. And we thought we could force it. But one thing I learned, you cannot force product market fit. So from that lesson, what did you do differently with this startup? Much more user testing and starting much smaller. Everything that yeah, you can do in a way in a big vision and building a big product out of it. You can also start small. Like just start with a landing page. Just, yeah, maybe just first speak to 50 people. I think not even that is what a lot of founders do. So just do it first and then you can still start building something. Yeah, that's some great advice in doing that because you can't force a product onto a customer. Hear what they need, what their problems are, and then try to offer some options for solutions. 100%. So, yeah. Go ahead. I think it, we thought that with a lot of salespeople and some pretty yeah, decent marketing budget, we can force it into the market, but it was just not possible. Did you bootstrap that business or did you raise capital? We raised capital from some business angels. And are you doing the same thing for this one? Yes, exactly. We already have one business angel on board. And yeah, probably going to search for another one in the next month. How's the experience been with having investors? I think there, the experience is not really, you cannot transfer it to other businesses. I think our investors were super nice. They were really, really understanding, trying to support us, setting up calls, giving us feedback. Yeah, super, super nice people. It sounds like you chose properly. So what did that process look like of fielding potential investors and saying this is not the right investor for us? I think there was just a lot of conversations going on and my back then co-founder, he was taking the lead in that and it was a lot, yeah, just vibing with him and looking, okay, this is a very close relationship between a founder and a business angel. It really needs to fit. Yeah, it is. It's a very close relationship. So what was on the books that had the most significant impact on your life? It was from the author, it's called Erich, and it's called The Art of Loving. So it's not a business book. It's actually a book about psychology. I have a huge interest in psychology and also a little bit philosophical. And it's about love. It's about mother love, father love, love to gods, love to friends, romantic love. But also, and I think that was the significant part about self-love and learning how to love yourself in a way that is not too much but also not too little. Yeah, and I'm sure that helps also in relationship building and in running a team within a company. 100%, yes. So 
through this process, would you recommend people become entrepreneurs right away? Depends on the people. Everyone needs to figure out how do I want to live? How do I want to work? And I can definitely say it's extreme. It's an extreme lifestyle. I think the whole market is speaking about new work and work-life balance. And I wouldn't say you cannot have it as an entrepreneur, but I think there will definitely be phases where you cannot have it or it will be extremely hard. If you want that for yourself, and if this is what makes you happy as well, like diving so deep into a business that you think about it day and night, that you speak about it in every conversations with your friends, then go for it. And if not, then maybe rethink it. Is this your first startup in AI or was the last business also AI focused? It's the first business in AI. Why did you decide to implement AI this time around? I think in the beginning of the year, the first starts with ChatGPT happened already last year. But in the beginning of the year, it was really clear, this is not a trend. This is not going away. And there I saw the enormous potential that this has for education. And in education and learning and development in general, it was always a dream that we can have the perfect, personalized, relevant content for an individual. And I saw that now this dream can finally come true. So I decided, okay, I need to learn everything about it and I need to learn how I can perfectly use it for education and for learning and especially for self-learning. So you're in the mode of just extreme AI education every day right now? Yes, yes. Actually, that's also how I learned to code. I learned coding beginning of this year with ChatGPT. And I tried before. I actually also started studying computer science for a very short period, then dropped out and thought, oh my God, I'm never going to code. But now it's working and this is just an amazing and very empowering feeling. So I want to bring that feeling to even more people. Definitely. What are your top three favorite AI tools right now other than ChatGPT? Eleven Labs. So it's a text-to-speech AI. And then I have to admit, I really like these fake photo generators because I'm a little bit camera shy. And I'm very happy that I don't have to get in front of the camera myself and the quality is really good at that. And Otter AI for meeting transcriptions. Yeah, those are all great tools. I haven't used 11 labs yet, though. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Try. What about yours? Oh, mine? So I, Otter AI, same. It's great. Mid-Journey for the graphics is just absolutely amazing. And then in the podcast world, there's a few that are really helpful for me. So like Descript is a great tool for us. Yeah. Cool. So Laura, if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how could they do? I guess the easiest way is just add me on LinkedIn, Laura Werle in the German pronunciation, and just drop me a message there. Thank you, Laura, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. Make sure to smash that subscribe button. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Web Design and Development, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.